try to kill a little bit of time because I was hoping she would be on right now. Now, I normally like shout outs. I don't have any, you know, particular shout outs today. Just uh, once again, just shouting out those of you who are, you know, staying safe. Those of you healthy. You know, again, just those of you are, that are just living life to the fullest. You know, we are, you know, like I said, we are in some turbulent times, <laughs> the best word I could put it, you know, but we have to, you know, hang in there and do our best, you know, because, you know, this is life. I have made some connections again on my Instagram. So those of you that I have connected with, thank you so much. It's so Excuse me, my Instagram is Life Podcast underscore eight Life Podcast four eighty four. Okay, you always want to reach me by email because my that num um sorry that number email is this is the life podcast eighty four at gmail dot com. Uh, I noticed I noticed my guest. I will bring in a minute. Before I do, I want to go ahead and introduce my guests for this evening, okay? I had the chance to talk with my guest briefly at a convention known as Exotica here in uh, Miami, Florida, and I really enjoyed our conversation. I... Wanted to go more in depth, but time didn't permit. So I'm going to go ahead and just introduce my guest, this young lady, Stewart. Has a degree. She is a sexologist, coach, author, her own sexuality education with lips, and is also a co-founder. Under a Down South Conference, she has studied human sexuality for more than has given over 500 workshops all over the world. She also has been featured on a variety of media outlets, including Netflix's Trigger Warning with Killer Mike and Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Shout out to both of those outlets. She also co-wrote her first book titled The Ultimate Guide to Seduction and Foreplay with Dr. Jessica O'Reilly, April 2020. So without further ado, I'm going to bring on our guest for this evening, Marla Renee Stewart. Marla, are you there? Okay, Marla is not there because of connection issues. So hopefully she will call us back. I hope she actually. So let's put her there. Marla, how you doing? I'm excellent. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you. 
so glad you can join me this evening. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry for all the technical difficulties here. I've been trying to get on for I don't know how long, but it's all good. I'm glad to oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's no problem because I that I had to kill a little bit of time. So I said when I saw you calling into the I bring you on. So I ended up reading um, your uh, mini biography just to give the listeners a little bit of uh, background information about you. And I also mentioned that I went to um, Exotica. I don't remember what year it was, but I'm going to say it had to I'm thinking like four or five years. I haven't been that that long, and I remember you had a seminar in between, and I remember I came up to you, which you probably don't remember so long ago, but I came up to you, and I had asked you, you know, some questions, and I really enjoyed the conversation. And when I thought yes, about... Yes, I mean... I guess whenever I'm talking about sex, it's always exciting. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and and when I was thinking, and I said, let me reach out to you, you know. And when you know, like I said, when you responded back and said you love to do it, so again, for coming on. You're welcome. You're welcome. I. You seem to be breaking up a lot. Maybe I, I'm thinking I might want to try something else because for whatever reason you're you're kind of going in and out for me. Oh, I'm still I'm still going in and out. Mm-hmm. Um, let me. I'm gonna call back in two seconds. Okay. Okay. For you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that just shows you, you know, how this is, this is, this is life. Unfortunately, you know, things, you know, things come up. Uh, sometimes, you know, sometimes our sound goes in and out, but we're gonna, you know, we're gonna make it through. You know, we have plenty of, we have plenty of time to talk. And here she is calling back. Let's put her through. Okay, Marla, can you hear me? Yes. I can hear you nice and clear. Perfect. Okay. Okay. So it's can so you can hear me a lot better or a little bit compared to before? Uh a lot better. Okay. Perfect, perfect, perfect. All right. Yeah. So I heard I heard you reading the bio and I heard uh how we met at Exotica probably four or five years ago. Gosh, I don't even remember. And I know. uh how we uh uh, talked about sex or something, and I told you, yes, I'm very excited all the time to talk about sex and sexuality. So, yes. yes. Now, I'm going to – I have questions, and I know, you know, we talked and we have, <laughs> we have that hour. I'm going to try to squeeze my questions in because, like I said, when we talked for that little bit of time at Exotica, I still had more, you know, but I know time was such a constraint that day, but here we are. I'm going to probably just think of so many different questions, but I have a few, you know, I have a few different, you know, questions lined up that I do want to talk to you about that are, I guess, more important because my questions, not saying they're not, but my questions are like kind of like the silly little, you know, the little, I figure we can get down to business first if that's okay with you. Absolutely. Okay. So let me, let me ask you about um, tips. What kind of education does your company provide for individuals, for couples? Um, so what I do basically is I help people with seduction techniques, communication, and sex skills. That's sort of like what I do. But I also help people, you know, build up their sexual confidence. And I give workshops as well as, you know, coach individuals on on you know bettering themselves sexually so whatever that looks like or whatever goals that they have you know trying to make sure that they can that they get the tools that they need um to to you know accomplish those goals so i could imagine dealt with so many different ranges of age yeah i mean you know, I've had some young people, and, you know, I started this off by 
helping like youth, like doing youth sex education. Um, but now I teach, you know, mostly adults and mostly people who are, I would say on average, probably early 30s, uh, uh, probably early 30s to, you know, 50s, I would say is uh, most of the age range that I, um, that come to me for help. What's the oldest age range? Um, well, the oldest person I've ever had as a client, I uh, believe he was 76. 76? Mm-hmm. Oh. There's hope for everyone. You just heard it. <laughs> 76 years old. So please, I do not want to hear people say, oh, I'm too old. I can't. That is nonsense. If you heard Miss Ren- Miss Marla right now say 76. So there is hope for every single person listening and those that are listening as well. <laughs> All right. Absolutely. <laughs> what what are the most common you see with the couples that you've helped? I'm sorry, what is the most common what? What are the most common problems that you see with the couples that you've ah. helped? Yeah, the most common problems that I see generally are people who um, have sort of mismatched, uh, I guess, libidos or desires. Like one person wants to have sex more than the other one. Um, I I see, like, uh, how to navigate power exchange, like how to navigate Mm -hmm. sort of who initiates or who doesn't, um, that kind of thing. And I also see, like, um, not necessarily a problem, but more like exploratory, you know, couples who want to explore more, who want to learn more about their sexuality and, and you know, have a sense of adventure that way. So, uh, so yeah, that's what I would say the, our, the, my sort of top, top issues, I guess, when it comes to my couples and folks in relationships. Okay, that's interesting. We continue. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, if anyone would like to call in to speak to Marla, feel free to call in at 515-605-9705. For those of you that are voice, just like to submit perhaps a question, please feel free to shoot me a DM at lifepodcast underscore 84. And for those of you that would prefer to send a simple email, you're more than welcome to at this is the life podcast eighty four at gmail dot com. All right. Continuing on. Where do you from for the work that you do and the endeavors you have undertaken? I'm sorry, your voice kind of went out again. What was the beginning of okay. your question? Okay, sorry about that. Where do you draw your inspirations from for the work that you do and the endeavors you have undertaken? Mm, you know, the inspiration really comes from the people, right? So people who okay. come to me saying, like, you know, what, what, you know, whatever kind of issue or problem they have. I mean, originally my inspiration came from when I was in college, mostly from the women who weren't having orgasms. You know, that is really kind of what set off my motivation into this line of work because, you know, I was just like, oh, if more women were having more orgasms, like the world would be a better place, right? Um, And if people knew how to give women orgasms, like the the world would be a better place. And so um, that's what really motivated me to – do the work that I'm doing now. And then as far as future endeavors, you know, I really strive to be inclusive and I really strive to be innovative and I really strive to, like, have people have the best, you know, fulfilling sex that they've that they've ever had. You know what I mean? Um, and so what motivates me or what gets me up is really just the ideas. Like being an entrepreneur, you know, my brain is constantly going. So, you know, there's always some new idea or new something that grabs my attention. So for the most part, that is, 
you know, what keeps me going, and that's why I do the endeavors that I do. So, um, so yeah. No, I'm 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 gonna go I'm gonna go back I'm gonna go back to what you mentioned earlier. If I heard right, you mentioned that you've encountered well, you, you've yeah you've encountered women receive orgasms in college. Am I correct? Yeah. Uh, in college, yeah, women were coming to me because, like, they were having sex, you know, they were having sex with these guys, these boyfriends, but they weren't having orgasms. And I was like, why are you having sex with these people if they're not giving you orgasms? That Like, that doesn't even make sense to me. Uh, <laughs> so that's really what motivated me, yes. About that. So since you're the professional, why do you think that is? Why why do you why do you think more women just say are not receiving those orgasms from men? Hmm. Well, I think part of it is communication, right? Uh, well, part of it is there's a lot of parts actually. <laughs> part of it is communication, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Under like how to relay what you want or what you don't want or you know what you like don't like and all that stuff what you want what you need. However, sometimes being that young, you know, we don't necessarily know what we want and we're kind of like in this exploratory space. Um, so for me, it's like helping people to figure out what is it that you like. Do you what do you like? What don't you like? We know. I always say, what gets you hot in the pants? You know, what makes you turned on? What makes you, you know, feel desired? What is it that, you know, and then being able to relay that information to your lover and, you know, saying like, hey, I, you know, this is what I like. This is what I don't like. Like, you know, help, can you help me out with it? You know, and as long as that lover is, you know, understanding and learning your body and, and doing the things that they need to do, I think that is uh, the key right there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think a lot of it is knowing what you want and then communicating what you want. Um, and then, of course, yes, you are responsible for, for getting off as well. So hopefully you have a, a talented and, and loving partner who can, you know, help you with that orgasm. But if not, you know, there's always plenty of tools like your hands or toys that can help facilitate orgasm when you're having sex. So there's that too. Now, in terms in terms of the communication, I can see where you're coming from. You know, in the heat of the moment, whatever it could be, it could be, you know, you know, contact per se when it comes to sex or just oral or, you know, foreplay. I guess it makes sense to, you know, while it's happening, you can, I guess you can say, you can obviously look at your partner, see how they're reacting, see, ask them, you know, how are you feeling? Do you want me to do this? Do you want me to slow down, move up? I guess in that sense, it makes total, you know, makes total sense when it comes to communication because, you know, one person could be thinking, okay, I'm doing what I have to do while the other person is there like, I'm not being satisfied, you know, he needs to or she needs to say this or say that. You you, you know what you know what I'm trying to get at? Uh, kinda. <laughs> Can you explain a little more? Okay. It's yeah, okay, so so for example, when it comes to okay, when it comes, you know, in the for um you know, I don't want to say foreplay. Okay. In terms of oral sex, if a man is down on the woman and she's just there, you know, no, no reaction, you don't hear, you don't, you don't hear anything or anything, in the communication, per se, you can, as the man, you can always say, you know, how are you feeling? Would you want me to try this way or that way? You, you know what I mean? Like, that, that's what I mean in my terms of communication, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's always important. Number one, I mean, there's two, there's 
communication is not just a one-way street, right? It's not just asking a question, how are you doing, what's going on, but it's the feedback you're getting, right? Mm -hmm. And sexual feedback is important. And a lot of times people are like, well, I'm just in my head or I'm in a zone or whatever, but you need to work on your feedback um, and let let your lover know, are they doing well, are they not doing well? Like, you know, those things are, are super important. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, that's why. That's why I was like, yeah, I was trying to the way I was trying to word the the question, but you know, from how I look at it, in the sense where, like I said, you know, if 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 both you know people are in the heat of the moment, you know, I feel like you know both have to, like you said, both have to be on the same page. You know, it's like you said, it's a it's a you know it's a two way street when it comes to that per se, you know, but. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I think, you know, a lot of times we train ourselves because either, you know, we've been masturbating in secret and we don't want people to hear. um, And that goes for every gender, right? Not just, you know, cis men and cis women. It's every Mm -hmm. gender, you know, is kind of like it has to sometimes have an orgasm in secret, right, or orgasm quietly, um, so in turn, it becomes a habit. And so when we have these lovers who need feedback, um, it, it becomes imperative that we learn to use our voice, you know, during sex. Um, and it, it's, it's ever, you know, ever so important, you know, whether that's oral sex, anal sex, vaginal sex, you know, whatever kind of sex that you're having, it mm-hmm. doesn't matter. It needs to, like, you always need to have that feedback going on. Yes, yes, you're absolutely right. Obviously, if there's no communication, there's no sex. <laughs> well, there <laughs> could be sex, but it could be bad communication. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. That's true, too. <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> In your professional opinion, why do you think sex is part? particularly in the South, are still taboo despite the progressive movements and subcultures in recent years? You know, I think it's sort of like the ever so pervasive identity tropes of the the Southern gentleman, the Southern um, belle, you know, and I think sometimes those can be a real hindrance for people who um, have not learned more about their sexuality or their sexuality has been stunted in some way. So I think, you know, being in the South, they, uh, some folks and some families are still upholding these, um, these traditions or ideals that really are not conducive to people's sexuality um to their sexuality, yeah, because they're basically, mm-hmm. uh, like, they're they're basically uh, being not forced, but being taught or being socialized that the paradigm that their parents have done that they that they need to you know follow suit. So, um, so yeah, I think some things are are still being stigmatized in the south, but honestly. I I think, like, there has been a lot of change, um, and I think with recent years, people just getting more used to, you know, kink or whatever, I Mm -hmm. I think people have a broader understanding now that we see things in the media around, you know, non-monogamy or or kink or polyamory or whatever, we see that there's a wider variety of people doing lots of different things, so... Um, so yeah, I think sometimes in some communities, the, the, those identity tropes tend to be pervasive, but I think other Mm -hmm. than that, the folks who can kind of get away from that a little bit or spread their wings and go beyond those communities they've been socialized in, they can really see and really find out for themselves what's really, how they really want to do it. So, I mean, it reminds me of this, there's like a whole swinger, um, uh, oh my gosh! What are what are the little neighborhoods called? Sub, sub. Oh my gosh! What is that called? The little neighborhoods. Um, 
subdivision subdivision or suburb okay yeah yeah subdivision so like there's like i don't know in atlanta there's a whole swingers subdivision right oh really and like yeah and so it's like okay so they've built their community and they're like hey we're all gathering here you know like this is the place to be and so i think it's important for you know, different identities or folks who are in alternative sexuality, um, in alternative sexualities, that they, mm-hmm. you know, find their community and that they release some of that can be taboo. Because, yeah, if you go into the subdivision, you will, you really wouldn't know, right? But it's kind of like a word of mouth kind of thing, you know? Uh, okay, you got to hear from somebody that somebody told, oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And it's funny you mentioned Atlanta. I was just in Atlanta the after Christmas. And I might end up going back sometime maybe this year. I'm not sure. But I know Atlanta, they get down. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> they get down to Miami, too. What you talking about? Yeah, Yes. Oh, that, that's a whole other episode there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, <laughs> what advice would you give, or not necessarily, do you have for who have either previously been um, voluntarily sexually inactive or they're recovering from a sex-related trauma, but they're ready to play land? You know, I really think that people need to take their time. You know, uh, when we are, like, recovering from trauma or we are recovering as humans, right, we are recovering mm-hmm. or we are kind of trying to get back in our groove, you know, we have to be great, give ourselves grace. We have to. We have to be like, you know, be patient and, and know that, you know, we just can't, Maybe we just can't jump in head first, you know. Maybe we got to put mm-hmm. a toe in, and that's okay. So really taking the time, especially if you're recovering from, you know, tra- a traumatic, you know, event or experience, like really taking your time, giving yourself grace, um, talking with like a therapist or coach or counselor or having some good friends that you can talk to um, about the, you know, your experiences or how you want to move next, I think is super, super mm-hmm. important. Um, but I really think that like, you know, take it slow and, you know, just one day at a time, you know what I mean? Just one day at a time. You don't have to, if you want to start dating, you don't necessarily have to date that day, you know, uh-huh. you can take your time, talk to people, yeah. you know, slowly make your way into the dating pool. And what advice, well, what's your best advice that you single or people that are in relationships? Uh, I'm sorry, say it again? What's the best advice that you have for someone who is single or for people who Mm. are in relationships? Mm. So for someone who is single and maybe who wants to be in a relationship, I would suggest that they figure out what their sexual values are, how they relate to themselves sexually, with their sexual relationship with themselves, um, like their just core values, what their non-negotiables are. I think these things are so important um, mm-hmm. as a single person. I remember just being in relationship after relationship after relationship and realizing this is not it. Like, what am I doing with my life? Um, okay. But it all came down to not having those core values, those those sexual values that I really needed to understand who I am as a person and who I want, and not only who I want, but who uh, who has the ability to take care of me as much as I can take care of them, right? Uh-huh. Um, so that is important. And then uh, for folks in relationships, you know, the research is out there. You know, and the research says the things that keep relationships together, so if you plan on being with your partner for a long time, the things that keep you all together is having sex a lot, right, having sex often, um, well, prioritizing sex in your life, and then 
being kind, being being nice, like, you know, loving on each other. Like, being nice literally is one of the best things that you can do for your lover. Um, being kind and, you know, being sweet. That's how relationships stay in relationships for a long time. Um, so uh, those those two things are definitely important, but um, those are the, the research says that those are the things that keep people together. And in addition, of course, being in alignment, you know, when it comes to, you know, finances, children, uh, you know, career, you know, education, all of that stuff is also plays an important part, but not as important as prioritizing sex and being kind to one another. I'm going to throw just a quick question. Yeah. I, I noticed that I'm a fan of Atlanta. What season were you? Oh, my gosh. I have no idea. It's on my website. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, Let me look because I, I don't let me lie to you because I have oh. no idea <laughs> what season it was. Okay. I just okay. know it was Mama D and her husband, and I was oh. helping them out with uh, their sex life. Okay, here, I, I just clicked on the link on my website, so let me see. Season six, so that was in 2017. Okay, I, I feel like, okay, because when you said Mama D, I think her husband, yeah, Ernest, I'm thinking, yeah. but like like you, this, you know, loving hip-hop has been around now for already, like, and everything. I was like, what season? Because I'm like, I've seen literally every episode of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, and now how did that feel? How did you feel? I mean, I felt good about it. You know, it was, you know, it's really, uh, you know, doing these reality TV shows are just kind of funny. Uh, mm -hmm. But um, I uh, I had fun, you know. I had fun teaching them. I did like some kissing exercises with them and showing them different stuff. So you know, I had fun with them. Now, did VH1 did they reach out to you? How how how, did, how, how does that work? Yeah, the show reached out to me, correct, and uh, asked me if I could help. You know, Mama D and. Uh, you know, with her husband and uh -huh. what kinds of things that I can do and, and whatnot. So, yeah, how to teach her how to have, like, better position sex with her, like, bum hip and her bum knee, like, what kind of positions would be best and what kind of exercises would be good for them and, and whatnot. So, yeah. And, of course, before we continue, I definitely want to send a shout-out to uh, Love and Hip Hop. I want to send a shout out to my, you know, I want to send a shout out within the production company and everything. Um, let's change avenues and let's. What, what in the past themes of your conference and current themes? Um, the past themes in the, uh, for Sex Down South, we've had, I think our first conference was like about Tantra or like sexuality and spirituality. Um, we had, uh, after Sunny Megatron, we did, a, like, oh, I think it was Fucking for Freedom. I think mm -hmm. that was one. Um, uh, the personals, political, I can't remember, like, all of the, oh, my gosh, you got me there. I'm like, what are the things? <laughs> okay. um, there's been so many. Like, this year is, like, healing and restoration. Okay. Um, so that is, uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure out. I'm like, what, what, oh. Last year's theme was a new world, right? So thinking about mm. the pandemic and, uh, you know, HIV still a global pandemic. I mean, still global epidemic, like thinking about how are you creating a new world. Um, yeah, there's, I, I mean, 
gosh, I'm I'm like, what was I can't even remember what our themes are. I'll have to go back and look and put them on the website. Okay. And I may not know where do you like down south conferences? Who's in Atlanta? Okay. So it's every every year in Atlanta for three days. Um, sometimes we have some pre cons that usually take place a day or two before. Um, but yeah, Sex Down South happens every year. It's it's uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, um, and yeah, we have fun. We do workshops and we learn during the day, and then we have fun and party at night. You know, there's always some sort of entertainment or something happening. So yeah, absolutely. And what? And when those that may be interested, check it out. Uh, this year is September 8th through the 10th. So if you go on our website, uh, you'll see it September 8th through the 10th. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's going to be at the Sheraton, Atlanta. You can book on our website, book your hotel for the discounted rate on our website. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. It's always a good time. There it is. <laughs> Gentlemen, where it all goes for your conference, more topics that are more popular than others. I'm sorry, can you repeat your question one more time? How do you go about topics? Oh, my gosh, I, your voice keeps going out. I'm so sorry. I cannot hear you. Oh, oh, wow. Maybe okay. one more time. <laughs> okay. How do you go about deciding your topics? And are there more oh, topics yeah. that are popular than others? You know, we like a variety of all sorts of different things. So, I mean, that's the for us, you know, it's an all-inclusive sexuality conference because, you know, we have so many different topics that we like to talk about, right? We want to talk about tantric sexuality, religion and sexuality, of course, being in the South, you know, mm -hmm. BDSM, kinks, maybe even costume play, polyamory, non-monogamy, um, thinking about the geographical implications on sexuality or sex in the South, race, aging, disability, youth sex ed, communication, healing, if you're single, if you're transgender, queer, gender nonconforming, uh, you know, LGBTQ communities, sexuality and academia, folks who are about sexual liberation or sexual justice, reproductive justice, sex worker rights, trauma and sexuality. We are like, those are like all the different topics that we have. Um, and we choose the workshops based on, you know, not only the quality of, you know, the of uh, the workshop or the learning objectives, um, but also you know people's experiences and um, and and whatnot. So we really try to look for uh, is are are our people going to get the most out of this particular workshop? And so you know we don't want things to be mediocre. We really strive for uh, an amazing conference, and so. Um, you know, we've been hailed as one of the best sex conferences, like, in the world. So we want to keep that up. <laughs> okay, and I'm I'm going to have to check out a conference. <laughs> oh, I'm tempted, very tempted, and I think I might just have to feed on that temptation and check it out because, like I, like I said, based off of everything you've said and picture, it's like – you know, it, it looks it really looks like a fun time as well as educational. You know, and that's the thing. Those you're learning something while having fun at the same time. You know, and I'm sure oh, yeah. people types of, you know, through the world and, and I probably wouldn't be surprised if you even had people come from outside you know. Oh, yeah. No, we have people from all around the world that come to the conference. Um, we have lots of Canadians. We always usually bring on a Canadian <laughs> for the conference, uh, but we have lots of uh, lots of folks who are, uh, you know, doing important work, and, and people come from all over to, to attend. So, mm -hmm. yeah, really proud about that. And that's good, and that's good. It's very good. You know, like I said, you know, even, you know, with things now, 
you know, it's still positive. You know, early in the intro, you know, we're still unfortunately turbulent. And it's 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 nice to still have something positive to hear. You know, so you know, hopefully in February now. Hopefully, you know, September things will be looking a whole lot different. At least I hope. You know, by then, you know. So time time will. T- absolutely, absolutely. I'm gonna go ahead and move on to some personal questions because I I, I still have several questions I want to ask before we go. Um, what's your favorite and worst sexual experience? <laughs> my favorite and my worst. Um. <laughs> um Hmm. I'm not sure if I want to share my favorite favorite because, you know, but there is one experience, like one kink experience that um, I really enjoyed, and Uh it was at Sex Down South. Okay. And there was this woman, and it was her birthday party, or it was not her birthday party, it was her birthday, and she wanted to get and she wanted me to slap her. So I made everybody, uh, I made her bend over and let everybody in the dungeon come and and spank her. And then afterwards, um, I was slapping her and having a good time. And she wanted to keep, she wanted to keep going harder and harder and harder. So wow. I I slapped her really hard, and I slapped her so hard, her nose ring came out of her nose, Ooh. and she started Ooh. bleeding. <laughs> wow. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Uh, so, you know, we had to get the first aid kit and all that stuff. But I would say that's probably one of my funnest experiences, um, but one of, definitely my most, one of my most memorable. Um, so that was really great. Um, wow. That and, was good. No, I'm sorry. Go yeah, ahead, Marlon. No, no, no. Go go I, I was no. I was just getting ready to say that must have been. I'm just thinking now. That must have been a hell of a hit. Like wow. Oh yeah, I'm heavy-handed. <laughs> Absolutely. It was. Yeah. Oh man, wow. That's that's. Hey, but you know what? It, it, and I know after you know she had the first aid and everything. I bet she was just as happy. I could imagine. <laughs> she was very very yeah. happy. She was extremely that's it. I happy. I figured. Yeah, I, I figured. You know, and, and like you said, that's I, I, I'm just sitting here trying to picture, and I'm like, man, I wish I could have saw that. I would have took so many pictures because it's like <laughs> it shows you people. There's so many people that have so many kinks, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's and that's the thing about sex. It's so much kink. Wow, I, I, I that that's just amazing. Now <laughs> let me ask you. What's the kinkiest thing you've ever done? Hmm. Kinkiest thing I've ever done. Well, you know, for me, I am a, you know, I I always tell people I'm a professional top and a private bottom. So Mm -hmm. to get me to bottom in public is probably, you're probably not going to find that. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. um, I have um, one of my favorite moments um, that I do or that I did was I did some uh, what we call pussy torture um, and this was oh. also at, at, at it was also at Sex Down South mm-hmm. um, and so basically what it was is um, I uh, I this woman I was, I was looking for volunteers this was right after King Noir Justin and Jasmine and I were like we taught and so it was a packed dungeon. So I was like, I'm looking for a bottom, so who wants to do pussy torture? Mm-hmm. Um, and this woman volunteered. And so I um, proceeded to get my violet wand, and I had a medical stapler, and 
I had some lights, and it was great. Like, I, like, I did a lot of things. I'm, I'll just put it like that. <laughs> okay. Let your, get, let your listeners have <laughs> uh, imagination to that. But, uh, uh, I, I had a lot of a lot of toys, a lot of playthings, and it was a lot of fun, and, and she enjoyed herself. So it was great. Okay. So that's probably the kinkiest thing that I've done is is the yeah the pussy torture, which reminds me I need to get some more instruments. <laughs> there you there you go there you go. <laughs> now before I throw my questions in, what does Marla like to do for fun when you're not working? Oh my gosh, I love movies. Um I love movies. I'm a, I love horror movies. Um I love dancing. Uh mm-hmm. oh, I love dancing so much. I miss it a lot. I haven't gone dancing in a while. Um I love hanging out with my friends and drinking. Mm-hmm. Um and uh I love being in the water, so like any like I love traveling to to beaches and islands, so being in the water, scuba diving, you know with the fish um uh, you know laying out uh being naked in the pool, um socializing those are like all of my favorite things to do, so yeah. Very interesting. Now, I like to laugh. I like to laugh, too. So I like comedy shows and comedy, too. Okay. Nothing like a good comedy show, too. (laughs) Special. You you kind of went out again. I'm, I'm sorry. Does Marla have any special? Uh, here, does Marla have any special? Somebody. Somebody. It's, it, oh, yeah, in terms absolutely. of dating. Oh, yes, I'm married. I'm happily married um, to a woman. Um, okay. Esther is my partner. It's amazing. We just had a baby. I just had the baby. Uh, yes, last congratulations year. again. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. And so, yeah, we, um, uh, so yes, that is my special, my special someone. Yeah. And but you said, her- kink, so I play with other people. <laughs> oh, hey. Okay. All right. And and you said her name was Esther. Esther. Yes. Esther is my name. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Esther, if you're listening, shout, shout out to you. And again, congratulations to you and Marla. Oh, thank you. <laughs> okay. Now, Mark, hey, I'm looking at the time. I got to squeeze in my 10 minutes of questions. <laughs> these are things I always have right and I'm professional, so I'm going to talk to a professional. Okay. Now, I asked you this question <laughs> at Exotica, but I got to ask it again. Okay. How, Okay. As a man, when you're sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. But either way, how do you just, how can you hold in the urge from coming so fast? <laughs> So I guess well, number one, it, you have to realize, like you know, the the average right uh, ejaculation it spans from like what is it, thirty seconds to seven minutes. So oh, okay. So you know, like thinking about that, um, the the urge <laughs> to keep you from to keep you from ejaculating, keep you from coming. Um, there's several things you can do, right? You can extend your play, right? So instead of, you know, rushing in, going in right away, maybe taking your time, um, you can also masturbate beforehand. Usually sometimes if you masturbate beforehand and come beforehand, then 
the second time or the time after, it's going to, it might take you a little bit longer. So if you're wanting to practice that, you can. Uh, you can also practice edging, right? So practice edging by yourself. And edging is uh, an exercise where you masturbate all the way up until you're about to orgasm and then you stop um, and then let yourself kind of calm down and then ramp yourself back up again. And you keep doing that, you know, for a period of time. So practicing your edging can really help you to navigate where you are when you are, like, you're having sex and you're about to ejaculate, you're about to have orgasm, like, you know, um, stopping yourself, you know, or, like, controlling when it happens. Uh, when it's about to happen, of course, you know, if you are doing vaginal penetration, you know, pulling out, doing some foreplay, you know, um, mm -hmm. touching, you know, doing all of those uh, different things, Doing something other than the vaginal penetration can help you last a little bit longer as well. Um, so, yeah, I would say those are kind of like the, the – when I talk to my clients, like the top go-tos. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. – Yeah, because I feel like women think porn is the reality. You know, I've heard women say, you know – they need a man to go four or five rounds, 45 to an hour, <laughs> two hours. But I'm thinking that's that's porn. That's fantasy land. But as a woman, like, can you reassure in my I don't feel like some women really expect that from a man. No. So here's the thing. Now, there is a little bit of a mismatch when it comes to if we're, if we're thinking about orgasm, Right. So, mm -hmm. like I said, the average time for a man to ejaculate is between, like, 30 seconds and 7 minutes, whereas for cis women, it's going to take about 20 minutes if they are able to come from vaginal penetration. Now, mind you, only 20% of cis women are able to have an orgasm from vaginal penetration, Okay. So even the likelihood of it happening is going to be very nil. So for someone to say, oh, I need like an hour, well, you're going to be, you could do an hour, but number one, that's a lot of friction, which means you need a lot of lube, or else mm -hmm. you're going to be, you know, your vagina is going to be raw, you know, it's going to be, there's going to be lots of micro tears, it's not going to be pleasant. I mean, for some of us, it can feel kind of good because we're like, ooh, you know, it reminds me of that wonderful time that I had that night, you know what I mean? But yeah. Uh, for the most part, you know, it's you know you're you're going to need a lot of lube and and whatnot. So I think it's uh, I just think it's super important to like um, to understand that what are the ways that your lover has an orgasm. So if you know, you're a cis man and you are, you know, talking or having sex with a cis woman, maybe you should focus on, like, you know, a clitoral orgasm, right, as opposed to a vaginal orgasm. Or mm -hmm. um, thinking about the ways that you can give them multiple orgasms um, instead. And I think sometimes that helps to mitigate that um, pressure, sexual pressure, to uh -huh. – to, to, to stop it being like, oh, yeah, you need to go for an hour. You need to make me come. And in reality, that's not going to happen for for a lot of them. Can can all – are all women able to – I'm sorry, you you went out. Are, are all women able to – able to Oh my gosh, you keep going out again. I'm, are, are you saying, I'm just going to guess. <laughs> are you saying are all women able to squirt? Yes, that's what I said, yes. Okay, great. <laughs> so I was like, that's usually a question. Um, uh, yes, absolutely. Um, so actually every single person is capable of squirting as long as that they have their prostate. So even cis men are actually capable of squirting, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, mm -hmm. But yes, everybody has the capability of squirt now, squirting of whether or not they do it, that's really up to them on practicing and understanding their body on what they need as far as 
pressure and, and everything else um, and how they're being stimulated. Um, mm. Because it takes, you know, internal stimulation of the clitoris. It takes, you know, so it possibly could take vaginal penetration, but mostly it takes those core pelvic muscles, your pelvic floor muscles and those core muscles to actually okay. activate and squeeze that what we call the urethral sponge or the G-spot, right, um, to get someone to ejaculate. So it, 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 it takes some time to figure out your body, and you really have to learn your body on, on how to do that and make that happen. And sometimes it takes toys, uh, you know, to figure out that you can do that, um, you know. And those people who squirt easily usually are people who have venous dimples. So if someone has venous dimples, that is, um, uh, yeah, that is an indicator of, uh, yeah, that is an indicator of someone who can squirt easily. Wow, because I've always wondered in that sense, and then when you mention with the uh, the pelvic and everything, I've heard that before. So, I, you know, now that you said it, now I'm reassured. It's something within those muscles, like you said. Prefer mm-hmm. This should probably been a time. Does size really matter? Um, no, because people's vaginas are different sizes. <laughs> So it really just depends. Some people have shallow, you know, more shallow vaginas. Some people have longer vaginas. Now, the sort of common size of a vagina is about four inches. So, Mm -hmm. no, in a sense, size doesn't matter because it all depends on the length of the vaginal canal, if you're talking about vaginal penetration. Um, Now, what some people like to feel is more full. And so when you're thinking about more full, then it is really more so about girth or width than about length, right? Because length will, you know, you might be able to, you, you might hurt someone, you know, hit their cervix. The cervix, can, hitting the cervix can be very uncomfortable. Not only that, but you can do damage to the cervix. Um, and that's something, and the cervix doesn't actually repair itself. So it can be, that's, a, that's, that can be a problem. So it, it all depends on is your is the vagina compatible with whatever penis length that there is. Um, but as far as the girth wise, I would say uh, uh, I would I would attest to a lot of cis women liking to feel um, or most you know heterosexual or heteroflexible women like to be uh, like to feel the girth or the width uh, rather mm-hmm. than length. What do you say to those women who need eight inches? What do you say to those type of women? I I say, hey, if you need eight inches, you need eight inches, you know what I mean? They might have a longer vaginal canal, and that's okay. Some people like really, really deep penetration, and I think that Mm -hmm. is perfectly fine. Um, Some people really – I mean – to stretch the vagina out, you know, is it, it, it's possible to uh, <laughs> to move, you know, parts of your body in and around, but like it's it's um, yeah, it's kind of like uh, yeah, I, I would say go for it. So if you like, you know, deep vaginal penetration, go for it. You know, if you need eight inches or more, I, I go for it. That's what you're saying. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know, I, I just, um, you know, I just feel, you know, but then I can't say because it's 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 individual preference. It you is. Know? It is. Like, and it's like, some, are, are you a size queen or not? You know what I mean? <laughs> some of us yeah. are size queens. Some of us aren't. That's true. That's true. I don't know. I just I don't know. I just feel like sometimes standards should be a little I don't want to say lowered, but kind of me then like you just said, you're either a queen or but again, it's it's personal choice. 
something. It is. Yeah, it is. And, you know, eight inches might be too long for someone, you know what I mean? And it's, it's, and, and being that long can be uncomfortable. So who wants to be uncomfortable? You want to have fun, right, during sex. You yeah. don't want to be like, oh, ouch, that hurts. But that does not sound fun whatsoever. And then you get, a, get in a situation where, you know, you're causing pain on your partner and your partner's like, well, I don't want to have sex with you. Well, why not? Because you're causing pain. You know what I mean? That's the yeah. last thing you want to do. You're so. absolutely correct. Yes, you're absolutely correct. If, you know, like you said, you mentioned the average, what would you say, for um, in terms of vagina? I know it's, yeah, yeah. The common, yeah, it's, it's the, the average vaginal canal is around four inches, correct.
my end. I do apologize for the sound technicalities. I am not an expert. I'm still learning my way through the world of podcasting. There's going to always be twists and colors in life, ladies and gentlemen. Again, that's the whole basis of my show. This is the life. There are things that we see, we do, we hear, we feel, we want to talk about, but we can't. This is what it's about, ladies and gentlemen. Okay? With that being said, I'm staying safe. Um, those that are close to you, watch them because they can be snakes within. What else do I want to share before I close? Uh, funny notes. Not so much funny notes, but real serious, though. Um, guys, please take care of your mental health. Um, if there is no one, please uh, do something. Do some research. Watch some motivation uh, videos on YouTube. Listen to your Get in the gym. Do something. Um, because, again, you know, life and as I'm talking, let's listen open ear to everybody because, like I said, you know, ladies and gentlemen, things things are getting harder and harder. People are losing their jobs. You know, some people, you know, are losing incomes. Let's just embrace each other and. And if you have close friends, it doesn't hurt to just check up on them. I would appreciate more texts. I would appreciate more calls to check up on me. You know, I have my good days. I have my bad days. But I would love for someone just to pick up the phone and say, hey, man, are you doing okay? Do I get that now? No. But I'm keeping my eyes on the Lord. I keep my faith in God. Sometimes I may say stuff that's probably not my religion. Just like I said, I look up all this good and that he like a God has changed. I don't trust people like I used to because I've been burned. Well, with God, I'm still learning. Set around that, and most importantly, God saved me from suicide. So let this thing positive in your lives. With that being said. I'm out. Stay safe.